Welcome to the Crane Reframe, a Fraser fan podcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Sarah. And we are on the air. Sarah. <laughs> oh, hi, Ashley. Oh my gosh, we're back. We are back. We're I can't believe it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks already for Time flies. listeners. <laughs> we could have recorded this right after we recorded the other one. How will you know? You won't know, except you will, because I'll say we definitely didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. It is episode number 10. 10. Oh my God. We're in the Dudgel episode. Dudgel Digits is what I just said. Dudgel Dibbits. Dudgel Dibbits. We're in the Dudgel Dibbits. Woo. 10th episode. We made it to 10. It kind of feels like it's been more. It feels longer. If you told me this was our 100th episode, I'd believe. I'd be like, it's Fraser Crane Day. <laughs> yeah. It's because we went every other week. So now I always feel like. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Mm. There's, I'm sorry. I wish we could do every week episodes, but we just can't. I think eventually. If we get our shit in order, y'all. Like When maybe. my school slows down, yeah. Yeah. When life. When, <laughs> when life. Hopefully slow. When down. this Fraser niche Fraser podcast takes off and fun and we get advertising by like the Giants and the Giants. You know, like the Casper mattresses and the better health. <laughs> I thought you meant like the sports team, the Giants. <laughs> like they were advertising us. Like we're on the jersey. I'm actually the, impressed your mind went to sports knowing us. That's who I am now. That is true. I'm a sports girl. You're a sports girl. Go teams. Yeah. Go teams. <laughs> well, we're here with part two. Of our Rosalinda series. Our Rosalinda series. Oh, hell. I'm really excited for after this. And then after that, we already have the next two yeah. topics picked out, y'all. You guys don't even know what's about to hit you. You don't even know what will gently slap you in the face. <laughs> Just a little nice tap. A little friendly tap of a little, entertainment. Hey, we're here. Tap. Hey, we're here. What's up? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Listen. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to us. Are you listening? Are you listening? I am listening. I'm listening. <sighs> oh, we should announce our trivia winner. Oh, yeah, we should. Thank you for all those that participated. But there was one winner. It is from Instagram account. From the desk of Maris Crane, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you guys and your Instagram users, <laughs> that was such an old lady way to say that. Oh, <laughs> Instagram users. <laughs> hey, Instagram users. <laughs> you mean, hey, people. Everybody uses Instagram. You probably follow their meme page. They do a amazing Fraser meme. Amazing Fraser memes. They're very active in the Fraser community. Active. Very good at like keeping a community happening. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. They're very welcoming. Um well he he's very he's, <laughs> he's very he's welcoming. They, whatever, it all works. Um, but that's a great account to follow if you're just now getting into Fraser side of Instagram. Yes, and I believe they're the admin for the Fraser fan page on Facebook. Yeah, see your Facebook user. <laughs> Have you heard of Facebook? Y'all ever heard? This is getting meta. 
Wink. Oh. <laughs> you can't see it, guys, because this is an auditory entertainment platform, but... You did wink. I did wink. Yep. <laughs> so that, that is the trivia. winner, and the answer was... She has a Tweety Bird tattoo on her thigh. Upper thigh. And no, you can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) So throughout this podcast, we'll just pick random episodes that we recorded, throw in a trivia competition prize thing. So Yeah, so keep keep your eyes peeled. And your earballs open. Yeah, open them. Open those earballs up. Get out a little ear opener, can opener. All right. I can't Sorry. picture it. I can't. Sounds like a torture device. It does. Um, so they're going to be getting a crane reframe t shirt. T shirt. That we will be designing. We have some uh, already tentative designs out right now that we're in the working works. with. Yeah. And we're going to order that pretty soon, probably in the next month. And once we get those, we will start. A advertising and B, we'll send that off to you at from the desk of Maris yeah. Crane. Oh yeah. And thank you so much for all the time and energy you put into this fun little crane land we live in. Yeah, for real. It's nice having such a nice little community. Yeah. We get to all laugh and bond over our show. Our specific show that yeah. we love so much. <laughs> so are you ready to just get into it? Yeah, I mean, now we gotta continue. We do have to keep going. <laughs> And the next part. Well, now we have to. Well, now we have Uh, to. No, of course we get to continue on our our dive of Raw's episodes. So today, you got really heated last week or last. I had a lot of opinions um, that I wasn't expecting to surface, but I was like, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) Did you feel like you got some shit out of like? You lifted some weights of your shoulders. After yeah, that I just had like general like criticisms of like society. Although I do want to go back and say like, I think if I were Roz, I would be. I would say like if I were in her position, I don't think I would like be able to be spending money on myself and like let the person who gave me a loan see that like you know without saying would, anything. Yeah, I would have clarified. That's yeah, I would have point. clarified. How do we not talk about that? Yeah, and I think that was something I meant to say. Like, I do understand where Fraser's coming from, but I think just like everyone was telling him, like, you can't say anything about this. I, and I'm not saying that it should be like this, but I know, like, if I were Roz, I would not be like showing up with perfume, a sweater after being like, I need money. And being like, these new shoes. Yeah, and like, I just went to the I'm spa. Off to the, I'm like, off to lunch, blah, blah, blah. I would be very embarrassed. Yeah, I would be like, yeah, I would have to explain everything, but I'm an over explainer. Yeah, and the, I mean, and also to be fair, at the end of the episode, she said she wrote a bad check, so I think she was bullshitting her whole thing anyway. That's your theory, huh? I don't know. Either way, she spent the money. She did. So. <laughs> uh, but still, like, it's, you know, it's a, things that happen in life. Yeah, I think specifically for this show and what was happening within this episode. Yes, you should clarify, but in general, you just also should understand that if you give someone money, you just gotta let it go. Yeah, like, you know, and I, and the fact that he said, like, do whatever you want, like, if you were like, hey, I'm giving you this, but I really, like, I need you to just, like, this is for you to be in a good space with, like, childcare, Mm -hmm. um, 
things like that. And if, if he said like, these are my, like, this is my condition yeah, of like loaning like my, money yeah, or I'm like this one I want you to of this back, money is going to this. Yeah. Like I would like to help you out in this area. So that's why. Then that's one thing. But he was but like, you like literally, literally can't give someone money and be like, deal about like, do whatever you want, but not like that. <laughs> Spend it however you see fit, I believe he says. So. Yes. And then once again, like in his own life, he has his own necessities that are not really consider. They're not actual necessities, but they are for him. So you got to be understanding to other people. You can't be like hypocritical of like what they see as something that they need. But you would see the same thing as a need for you, but it's not okay with them. Yeah. So, just to, in case we didn't recap yeah, <laughs> let's last just, week, this actually is part two of part one. Yeah, I just needed <laughs> to say everything again. Forty-five minutes <laughs> on this topic. Yeah. Well, it's fun that we kind of delved into like Roz and Fraser's relationship a little. Um, I do think most Roz episodes, like Roz heavy episodes, do show or highlight like her relationship with Frasier. Yeah. Like because he's the main character. Yes. But mine also has to do with their dynamic. So Oh, I know what you're doing. Oh, oh. so do I. <laughs> I <hope> so. <laughs> um so today I will be covering Docudrama, which is season eight, episode sixteen, mm-hmm. and it aired March sixth, two thousand one. 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Interesting, because this is kind of a space-themed It is a little spacey. So this is when Roz is making a space documentary, and she asks Frasier to narrate it, uh, but eventually he's trying to run the whole thing, and it's... Surprise? I literally said, no surprise, (laughs) considering he's been her boss for, like, most of the last decade, so... You know, like, you're used to working with this person where you're the leader mm-hmm. and, like, they're helping you out. And so it is quite the role reversal for you to just be supporting them and not, it's not, like, you're, and also he's on a show where he is the personality and she's literally just supporting him. And he's the him. voice. And, and he's he the voice. compliments about his voice all the time. So, like, it is hard or it's a switch up that you have to be mindful of where, like, he is still the voice in this, but it's her project. It's not all, like, oh, it's Fraser's thing, like... No. No, it's Roz's thing. And the fun thing about this episode is Roz replaces him with actual astronaut and Senator John Glenn, which is just like the the best of the guests. Yeah, like probably one of my favorite guests. Like, (laughs) why and how? Um, I like how he has like a Hollywood agent. He's like, I'll be on Frasier. That sounds good. Yeah, for real. Like, yeah, sure. An astronaut. Imagine you you were like you were like literally a very significant historical figure. And you're just like, yeah, I'll be on Frasier. <laughs> I wouldn't do anything later. the rest of my life. <laughs> be like, I went to the moon, bitch. Yeah, like, back. <laughs> uh, but the also fun thing is the this, like secondary plot of this episode is Niles and Martin flying kites together, which is like the oh, most random. It's pure. Have you ever flown a kite? Not really. I had one when I was a kid, but it didn't, like, I didn't live somewhere where it was windy, and I don't think I... Also, there's a lot of trees where you lived. It wasn't, like... Yeah, it wasn't, like, going to the beach either. Like, I didn't understand that, like, you have to go... We have to go down to the kite field. Like, it's a football field. I didn't know that, like, kites, you have to, like, go find wind. Yes. Like, I thought I could stand in my backyard and just, like, and it would just work, and it didn't, and that was the end of my flight behavior. (laughs) My flight interests. I don't know. (laughs) 
never flew again after that. I've been grounded. I'll tell you this. Okay, so when I was little, I'm sure there's were times that I like flew a kite, but like I had an adult help me or like, yeah, yeah. there's always issues. It's all about like the tension of the wind and like pulling on the on the string. And when I was like 25, um, I went on like a family vacation with like my aunt and cousins down in San Diego at the beach. They were camping and I was like, I'm going to go buy a kite like at the store. And I got this really cool shark kite. So when it's in the sky, it looks like a shark, like looking down at you, like you see its teeth and everything. That's so cute. And I flew it by myself. And there's a picture of me like looking back at the camera, like so proud and happy. It is the most, it's a very pure feeling. That's adorable. It yeah, is like I feel a, like that's it's like, like a, a positive feeling that you don't, it's like a little bit of getting your child, like a little slice of childhood yeah. or something like that. Childlike wonder. Yeah. You know, like that we <laughs> all wonder. like lose over time as we get old and jaded. Yeah. And like, it's such a, it's an interesting like hobby or activity too. And then especially with all the like worrying about the wind and the tension of the string and whatnot, like I feel like you can feel proud of yourself. Yes. It is like a, like you it's a feat. It's like riding you know? a bike, but as an adult. I was going to say that, which is a whole other episode. <laughs> when they're oh, shopping for the we bike. We have to do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The bike one. But anyways, it's just, I wanted to say like, it is a very like pure joy kind of a feeling. Um, and I was like, I'm going to be flying this kite all the time. <laughs> Still in the trunk of my car. That's in the trunk of your car right now. If we go look in your car, there's There's a a shark kite from when you're 25. Just in case there's like a kite Just in case. Has there been? (laughs) There hasn't. I literally have not flown it since that day. (laughs) (laughs) And thus the childlike wonder dies as we age. Uh, anyways, sorry, tangent. I did not know that about you. I did not know every time I've been in your car that there was a shark There's kite in the back. There's been a shark kite. Shout She's out been to with mom us all along. Sharks. Shout out to mom. She loves Our a mom. shark. <laughs> shark week, she will be watching. She's going to go in August to look at the sharks mom off watched- the coast of what, Maine or something, New Hampshire? Really? That's awesome. She went last summer too. She's like, we're doing it again. Aww. We're going on the shark tour. She watched shark week religious so like consistently that i thought shark week happened multiple times a year no it just feels like <laughs> like and just shark documentaries well, and now everything. everything streams too so it can like last however long you want it to last but there was definitely a year where i was like wasn't it just shark week like they're making like shark week of the month like <laughs> It's four times, it's quarterly, actually. Yeah, like, welcome to quarter one Shark Week. <laughs> Q1. We're starting a Mom's new like, fiscal year. Q3 over Q4. I Q4 got a little crazy. <laughs> they're running Q1, out of, we're kind of recovering. <laughs> they're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> they do get crazy now, like, the current Shark Weeks. They're like, we simulated a battle between this dinosaur <laughs> shark and the great white. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what else is there to know? <laughs> I'm a liar. There's a whole ocean. <laughs> there is like, a whole ocean. I've seen ocean. enough. <laughs> I've seen enough. We don't I... need a... Where's Turtle Week? Yeah, I want okay. Turtle Week. <laughs> turtle Week would last a day, though. I'm so honest. off topic. Turtle Week would last a day. What do they do? Actually, it could last forever. You could just watch them go from one destination to another. <laughs> 
they do live for like 180 years. Yeah. I would love a documentary that follows one turtle and like we watch it throughout our lives. That's actually like very Hire cute. me Netflix. <laughs> and then like, like you grow up with it. Yeah. You get like check-ins and on like, it. You can have a baby and then start it watching the little baby turtle. And then like, what if something happens to the turtle? Then we grieve as a nation. It might bring everybody together. Maybe that's all we need. <laughs> what was that gorilla that they had to kill? Harambe. Oh my God. <laughs> She's awake, people. <laughs> I feel like that was like the last time an animal brought the nation together. That's actually so valid. You're completely correct. But we need another one, but maybe that doesn't. But what? Die. Are we sacrificing? <laughs> We must sacrifice. For the good of humanity. <laughs> we must sacrifice an ex, uh, endangered Come on, Sheldon. <laughs> they put him in like more dangerous situations. <laughs> like, they just like set him down in the middle of a freeway. <laughs> that's re- good reality producing actually. It's create drama. <laughs> and then he's like an unlikely hero who survives all these situations. <laughs> We grow to love him more. And or then, like, just, like you, you send, like, He out. starts being an asshole, and we actually all start hating him. Yeah, we cancel Sheldon. <laughs> we have, like, call in if you want to vote for Sheldon to be off. Okay, we're getting- He runs for president. <laughs> you know what? At this point, I'll take a freaking turtle. <laughs> okay. But only when he's, like, 70, then he'll run. So we gotta wait a while. Yeah, because we only like really old out of touch. (laughs) And he's going to be in Congress for 20 years before that. And then they'll vote him into SCOTUS and we're really screwed. (laughs) He'll serve on the Supreme Court of... (laughs) The Supreme Tortus. (laughs) Nope. It works like... No. (laughs) Supreme Turtle of the U.S. All right. All right. Uh, Thanks, so back guys. to Frasier. <laughs> kites. All he said is that Niles and Martin flew kites, and now we know the life of this turtle. <laughs> we created a whole. <laughs> now I've mourned him. I've mourned that he's been canceled. <laughs> that he, that he ended always up, get. That he ended up a bad egg and like <laughs> didn't make it out of the system. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, you know, when they get older, all of a sudden they're like, oh, I con- need to like make a show I'm a now. conservative now. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed to, to fly a kite and in his, his younger child. years, he like attends protests. <laughs> he grows a shell out real long. He like goes to jail. <laughs> he is a mugshot. People have t-shirts with his mugshot on it. Oh my god, we need to make t-shirts. Now that's a sh- young Sheldon. I'd watch that version. <laughs> young Sheldon. He wouldn't get renewed for more seasons. This is so. a new podcast now, guys. <laughs> this is we don't even talk about Fraser anymore. We Just kid. Okay. Hey, we can't sing that. <laughs> we'll be sued. <laughs> I think you could do a couple seconds. <laughs> Let's test it out. That's how we get famous. We get sued by Disney for, and then they just steal our show idea. They oh, make Sheldon! They could. They own National Geographic. What the? They just recruit turtles and hold them for <laughs> modeling jobs, casting, like, cast casting calls. calls. 
We're getting out of control. We got to get I out like of this. polishing the tutorial. Like, <laughs> the moms are like making them all shiny. <laughs> you know, it's They're so like hard being in the casting shelf. waiting room and looking at a bunch of other turtles that look just like you. One of the turtles develops body dysmorphia. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. There's real things that happen. Okay. <laughs> They're practicing. They're like snapping. <laughs> we're keeping this all in they're like walking slower than <laughs> I keep usual. trying to get us out of this and they, you're like they and do like a model sh- runway walk but they're just walking like super it's slow. like a four hour runway <laughs> um yeah if you could just turn around for us 30 minutes later <laughs> alright that's good <laughs> You know what, though? We're not actually, you're not actually what we're looking for. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll be in touch. We'll, we'll be in touch. You did great. The moms are like spray painting the shells <laughs> of the turtles to be more green. <laughs> oh, my God. Their little like sharp toenails are getting like manicured. <laughs> they get homeschooled because they're on TV. Okay. <laughs> We got to get out of this. <laughs> okay, okay. So we have a Fraser podcast, and that's what we're doing and today. And we're back. Okay, so just all I was saying is that a subplot of the episode <laughs> is that Martin and Niles like kites. Okay, mm-hmm. that was it. Let's pretend I never brought up my kite story because I think that's where it all went wrong. <laughs> that's where it went right. I was just going to say. <laughs> Actually, it went right because we're about to make a million dollars. Yes. Every time I see a turtle, I'm going to We like, got to <laughs> stop saying the turtle. We gotta I'm going to like side eye. Like, should I just recruit you? <laughs> Start filming. <laughs> you just have like a little notebook. You like me. How often do you see a turtle? <laughs> That's what I mean. It could be the one. Just <laughs> it's gonna be the only one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can't miss your shot. Oh my gosh. Okay. So they they're flying a kite. Now, but that's why not even important. We're not there yet. I just was giving an overall summary. <laughs> we already got stuck. Okay, it's hard. Turtles. It's hard to get unstuck for a turtle. <laughs> I'm like crying. Um. Okay. You know what? That was great, and that was worth it. If you're still listening to us, this podcast, then hopefully you enjoy moments. I hope so too. Thanks for being patient, Mm -hmm. like a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got the giggles. Let me calm down. This is a turtle stand podcast. (laughs) Here for the turtle. Here for the turtles to stay for sure. No, it's here for first. Stay for the turtles. <laughs> Let's get our giggles out. Give us a second. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> Funny. What the? <laughs> okay, so we got our break out, and I think we got our sillies out for the most part. Yeah, we sketched out be a little a silly, whole but... plan for the show, though, so that will be in the works. <laughs> So that was like tuned. a three hour break coming to theaters <laughs> near you. Mm-hmm. So let's get back to this episode. So how the episode actually opens is 
Frazier is doing his show and he actually did a mind teaser um, where he's asking everyone a question and they were supposed to answer, which I thought was funny because when we thought we would be able to do both of our episodes last week mm-hmm. and then I had very strong opinions, I thought it would be really fun to follow up your trivia question with the fact that Frazier opened with a trivia question. A trivia question. Oh, it's brain uh, tease. Yeah, a little brain tease moment. So, but funny. no one won, so it was kind of. He was like, I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah, (laughs) trying to get that engagement. And he's he's probably too pompous about everything. Yeah. Was his question hard? I don't remember what it was. Right. I didn't write that part down. I could just picture it was like him a little minor a thing. Mind, like a it was, brain tease that was like too highbrow or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It was something like super highbrow. Um, <laughs> trivia question today. What was his trivia question? <laughs> Please tell us. We'll just heart your answer in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> That's your reward. Um, so Kenny comes in as it ends and he tells Roz like, hey, your documentary's a go. Um, just as it's a surprise to us, like what documentary, it's also a surprise to Frazier. He did not know any documentary that Ross is working on. Oh, she's not keeping him in the loop. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I mean, they see each other every day Mm -hmm. for three hours. Maybe she didn't want to bring it up because like bad luck. Like if you don't get it, might as well. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, and so she tells him she's actually covering space because it's 2001 and all. So, like, 2001 Space Odyssey. Just like I said. Just like you said. You're right on it. I'm on it. On on it. On it like a Donkey Kong. On like Donkey Kong. There's okay. something there. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we don't need we'll to bring another back. animal into this. Show, <laughs> so. Uh, so, Frazier's like, oh, so you're a space nerd. Um, and he just goes on in this tangent of, like, it sounds like your show is a portal through which we can glimpse the promise of the future. A promise <laughs> lit by a billion stars. Godspeed, Roz Doyle. And she's like, you wouldn't by any chance want to narrate this, would you? <laughs> so he's, and he's like, me? Oh, Obviously, what a great thought. Setting it up. And also his whole speech that he gives is kind of a nod um, to like actual little space history where just before the 1962 launch of John Glenn's Friendship 7 flight, Ooh. a backup astronaut, Scott, Scott Carpenter, said Godspeed, John Glenn. So it was like a little like Godspeed, Ros Doyle. Oh. So also kind of strutting the stuff like, oh, I'm actually like, making I know a reference. What, I know my stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a space nerd? Uh uh, I got your space nerd. And I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. That's all you can do. Um, you can talk. Yes, you can. So she was like, oh, I was going to ask you to be like the narrator, but I thought it might be awkward because like you've been my boss for eight years. So as long as you promise, it won't be a problem. And I would like to say, this kind of reminds me, like, we are just saying about your episode, like, if you were to give someone a loan on money, like, you're saying, I'll do this for you, but, like, here's my conditions, that's one thing. And, like, that was something missing in that yeah. sense. I do feel like this is Roz being, like, the condition of you narrating is, like, it's yeah. not an issue. Yeah, and that I'm in control still, basically. Yeah, and, like, you also... You take my direction this time. Yeah, and interesting that it's like, no, I, I haven't asked you. I haven't even told you about it. And I did think of asking, but I thought it might be weird. And it now I'm telling a, you, don't make it a problem. It's interesting themes. It's like very overlap as far as like, you know. Their communication. The communication and also like presuming things and yeah. also 
one with power, one without power. Like the dynamic. Yeah, that's a huge dynamic between them. And opinions. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right, go on. And it's also funny because they are friends, but I think like their work dynamic and their personalities, like there is still that power dynamic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still friends with one of my former supervisors. I think she listens. Hi, Lauren. Um, (laughs) But she like at work is different different vibes yeah and then like we'd leave work and be like best friend like you know i have to say like in the entirety of fraser i never feel like fraser's actually roz's boss like she works for his show and i guess it's like their direction and maybe it's because her attitude is very like she knows what she's doing she doesn't like like, do things her way yeah and she doesn't allow herself to be stepped on but i don't ever see it like he's managing her no I also, I feel like I see it more the other way. She's the one that... Yeah, like, she very much acts like she's in charge, which, honestly, I always think back to the fact that she ends up being... Like, this whole episode just reminds me that later on in the show, spoiler alert, although this is marketed towards people who know everything about it, <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end of the show when she becomes station manager, I just, I feel like she is, like, radio is her thing. Like, 100%. Frasier is more, like... He can, he, yes, he can go and do entertainment. TV. He can, yeah, actual psychology, Lynch psychotherapy. This is her passion and her career yeah, like, path. Radio is like what she knows how to do. So I think it, it honestly does feel more like she's telling him like what to do, how to yeah. run things. So Produce. I just never really. Every time they say he's her boss, I'm like, how? And maybe that's what it's. I don't know if that's how it's considered in radio. Like that the the show worker, is more yeah, the boss, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I have to look that into. We'd have to look into that. Yeah. Because like, now, actual, like, any actual radio producers, let us know yeah, how us it's. Up. Tell us how it goes. Tell us the dynamics. But I, I could see it because like they're the talent. Yeah, and I think like some things they're gonna have to get their way. You yeah, know? like they're like, calling the shots on how they want because their show. they control whether they go on the. Ra- you know, like they yeah. can threaten not going on the radio. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, that's but wild. if Roz leaves. Then they, they just also get another can't. producer. Yeah, that's true. But you can't replace Frasier, you know? Frasier's Frasier. Yeah, like they hired him for his like show and personality yeah. and everything. So they need to. So I understand the dynamics at play happening. Yeah, either way, her whole job is like to make him look and or sound good. For his goal. For his goal. For his show. And working this is all gonna goal. be her show and her goals. Yeah. So it's very interesting the kind of foreshadowing that she says all this. Then we get into Niles and Martin. Um, Martin's like at home sitting down to eat chili. It's like the whole he scene is like chili. funny just between him and Niles. Oh. Um, and then Niles and Martin, Niles starts talking to Martin about how this kite festival that they used to do when Frasier was in college is being brought back. And so I think that's really sweet that they're saying like when hey, Frasier went off to college, I- they bonded in some way. Like Over kite. And they had to, went into kites together. And I also think it's funny, like, they always talk about that they're not sporty or anything. Yeah, they're not athletes. And, like, that they didn't bond over a lot, but, like, they did. There was this whole kite thing, guys, remember? Yeah, remember the kites? <clears throat> um, and they they bring up their kite names, like the Blue Baron, the Screaming <laughs> Mimi, and the Shield of Perseus. Um, in my <laughs> the Mimi. last episode I covered... The, Niles says screaming Mimi's too. So I was like, what is oh, yeah. the screaming Mimi? That's why it sounds super familiar to me just now. Yeah, I was like, oh, again. <laughs> um, 
So apparently, according to Daphne Gray Grant of the publication Coach online, um, mm, okay. giving credit, Thanks. having screaming memes means having an attack of nerves, but it dates from the First World War when it referred to a certain kind of German artillery shell that made a screaming sound, something like meme or meme. So oh. those were called screaming memes. But then, like, it became used to, like, describe people who are, like, kind of having a nervous breakdown or something. So that's why in the last episode, he's like, take you and your screaming memes, where they actually were screaming, but it was kind of saying, like, they're, like, crazy or panicked. That's fun. I wonder if someone just really liked that phrase as a writer. I think, like, there's some things in the show that I'm like, someone just, like, knew this one. (laughs) They just (laughs) were like, let me pull this out of the docket. (laughs) I wrote this down four years ago. We're using it. Um, Oh, yeah. And then later... Soldiers who had experienced like shell shock from hearing so many of those artillery sh- shells were said to have the screaming memes, but that makes sense like PTSD, yeah. So, PTSD was called the screaming memes, you know. Before we understand <laughs> things, they get silly names, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, um, and it, it's basically synonymous with like heebie jeebies, though. Heebie jeebies, like the Ooh. creeps, the heebie jeebies. Screaming memes. I like screaming memes. Yeah, it is kind of fun to say. Too bad it represents something dark and twisted. It is kind of sad, but didn't we make a joke last time about having a band called the Screaming Memes? Yeah. <laughs> that's all I keep thinking is like, it'd be really cool if there's a band called the Screaming Memes. It would memes. be a good, like, Christian rock band or like a. <laughs> I was thinking a, an all girl punk band. Oh. Isn't. <laughs> I mean, like the Christian, like, um, like, like scream rock. Oh, like Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, like that. Cancelled, by the way. I know everybody. You don't need to at me, but um, I didn't even. I'm not up to date on Avenge Sevenfold lore, so I don't know. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so Martin and Niles are having this conversation, but Martin's like, I can't fly like I used to though because of my hip. Niles is like, let me be your hip. Ah! <laughs> like he just gets this childlike wonder. Childlike, I'm telling you, it's kites. It'll do it for you. The kites will do it. Um, and he he says he can fly. He's like, I'm old enough now. <laughs> he was in college with like a teenager. Before. You at 25, like I can fly this on my own. I can fly. I can fly. So that's also just setting up. This random has nothing to do with anything else, but it was just a cute. It's a little cute side little story. side story. So we go back to the docuseries, right? We see Fraser show up late to Roz's meeting. Number one, you're Don't not in charge boy. anymore. Yeah. Like you're literally helping your friend out and yeah. they're in charge of something. And also, don't you think that would make your friend look bad? If, if like, the, like the narrator she's employed is showing up late. Yeah. And like, you know her personally. So she's also like technically going, I mean, like he already works there um, and he's known for the voice and everything, but like, I feel like when your it's friend also, is getting you involved, it's like they're going out on a limb for you and vouching for you. Yes. And then you're just like, if you don't show up, you're, it you're makes careless. It makes it look like, yeah, like A, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. And B, it makes her look bad. Yeah. So it's kind of like, mm, already off to a great start. Great start. And they're already all working on the documentary. So mm-hmm. it's at He's least come. a couple minutes in. Like, yeah. Um, and he apologizes and calls her ma- maestra instead of maestro, like a okay. female version, which almost seems worse to me. Yeah, like, like if someone called me maestro, I mean, I guess in Spanish, that's probably actually it. I don't know. But I just can see like someone doing that as like, you're a woman in charge. Like it's like a chill out. A flight. What is it now? It's flight attendant, but they were called like stewardess. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like that where it's like, just call me flight attendant. Yeah. Like it's fine. And also you don't have to say anything, but you it's just, can just, it's stop just talking, Fraser. <laughs> I have to say, it does seem a little patronizing. Like you're in charge, maestra. Like I know I'm in charge. What do <laughs> yeah, you mean? I don't need you to remind you me. You just came in late and you're telling me I'm in charge. Like, okay. So you should know that now I'm upset that you're late. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of, it does. I think it's meant to come off as patronizing. I'm not just like reading too much into it. It's um, okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know. The female Maybe he means we've been well. trained to be like, we're not freaking out over nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, you're hysterical. I need you to calm down. <laughs> I need a lobotomy <laughs> stat. You need a hysterectomy. <laughs> it's all coming from the womb. Um, so Roz continues talking, you know, continuing on with the meeting. And he like is obnoxiously motioning to this woman standing in the corner that I think is supposed to be like, Someone helping out or something. Like an assistant. Yeah, like an assistant. And he keeps motioning like that he wants coffee. Like literally motioning like a drinking a cup. And they're all like working and it's just obnoxious the way he's doing it. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then Roz is like, can you wait until we have a break? Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be late, you might as well just grab a coffee on your way. Yeah, like, anyways. Uh, it's once again, like I get it. And it's not like if I were in this situation, I'd be like, how dare you? But if I were Frasier, I would not ask for anything after being late. No, I would be like, be like I'm ready, I'm to, ready to go. Let's go. Up, like, let's go. Yeah. What did I miss? Like, let's get into it. Um, not even. I wouldn't but even he's ask. The talent, I would just jump in. You know, everything's always done yeah. for him. Yeah. So it's like, could be a little more respectful. Um, and he once again says, of course, you're in the maestra. Again? He says it again? Yes, he says it again. It's like, I'm just, I'm just Roz. Like, like oh. and just say yes. Like, it's just, I, yeah. Yep. Yep. yep you don't yep. need to tell me. We know people like that. You know, we all have worked <laughs> with somebody like happen, that. You know, yeah. and it's like, you don't need to validate that yeah. I'm the boss. It's like, And also the worst way you could do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's also fake of like, I don't. No, like I don't, I don't really know. get it. I don't care that I'm late. I don't care that I want and I coffee. I don't really respect that you're the boss. That's why I'm calling you Maestra. This fun little cute name. Yeah. Mm. Oh, <sighs> love it. Mm. So Roz continues, and she's. I do think that she's pretty professional about everything. Like she's just like, hey, can you wait? Yep. And like, let's get, let's just keep going. Like she's just focused on working. Um, and so she's like, okay, how about this? The script, guys. Like it's dragging in the middle. Like, what are your ideas? So two other guys throw out suggestions and she compliments how great the ideas are. And she's like, keep them coming. And then Fraser's like, well, what if we cut between the American and Russian programs, like the space programs? And Ross says, I don't think so. <laughs> so she's like, great ideas. Keep them coming. No. <laughs> so this is when Ross you know starts like. this reminds me of is when uh, the Niles and Fraser having their psychiatry practice together. Oh my God. And he sits in on the, uh, the group therapy. Oh, and he's like, <laughs> and then like Niles doesn't like his, like tries to move on from anything that Frazier says. Yeah. Frazier is very much alike. Like, when Frazier's on the team, he's he going to like to get his way. The team. Yeah. He, he likes things to be done his way, which works really well when he's in charge. Mm -hmm. But a lot of his issues, even with Dr. Mary, it's like, he can't let other people lead. do things their way or lead, or he can't compromise. Yep. That's a problem. It is. Um, but granted, Roz is starting to be like, that's a little weird. Hyping up everybody else, wanting yeah, ideas, and then like no. cutting him down. And it's not a horrible idea at all. Um, 
And so a guy is like, okay, what about the dog Russia sent up? And she's like, people love dogs. <laughs> That's the saddest story ever. <laughs> but it's like, so he just it had like a pretty like good suggestion. And then someone's like, what about the dog? And she's like, oh yeah, people Dogs, eat that yeah. up. Um, and then, and then he's, Frazier goes like, well, what about chimps? And she's like, I don't know. This isn't zoo in space. <laughs> <laughs> she's so passive aggressive. So I do like the way that she shoots down his ideals is like so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, okay, like we're good. You know, that sounds... All like, those ideas are good. Enough. Yeah, we're at a good place. And he's like, well, why don't we devote two segments to the International Space Station and, like, focus on the future of space? Um, she's like, thanks, but I've got this worked out very specifically. And then this <laughs> other guy is like, no, let's combine the unmanned and unmanned missions into one segment and spread out the space station section. She's like, I like that. Oh, my God, that's the same idea. Yeah, and he's, like, offering up how they could change it. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, like, easy. But when it's Frasier suggesting it, she's like, absolutely not. Done. We're, it's closed. It is a problem, Roz. Come on. It is a problematic Roz. Um, and Frasier's like, I just said that. <laughs> she goes, I didn't hear you. You must have heard me because you said no. <laughs> and that's just such a good quote to yes. me. You must have I heard like me because you, that. you literally just <laughs> said no to me. <laughs> like, you responded. You denied it. You shut it down. <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> And then and after he said that, she's like, let's move on, Frasier. But you know what? I do feel like... Here they come. It's a little Tenions. role reversal because I do kind of feel like, again, as a woman, that I could see, like, obviously Frasier's in the wrong showing up late, the way he's talking to her or whatever. But having your idea, or any group that, like, maybe there's unconscious discrimination, and yes, it happens to anyone who doesn't, think so yes. there's obviously subtle things Little and there's like actual you know whatever you think you cannot deny that this happens to people um but like being a woman or being in a like marginalized group or identity and like presenting ideas and having them just shot down and it's the same idea as other people it happens every day in the workforce there's yes. countless account there's countless accounts well even recently at work yeah you I were just will telling say, me earlier today granted i'm i'm new to an like a position but i have learned a lot and i've like told people like hey like this is a problem and they keep saying like no everything's fine and then like someone else will say no actually that is a problem and then he'll be like you're right yeah, so... Or Which like, at least he does say I'm right. I was right. going to say, at least he gives you credit, because there's so many cases where, like, other people take the credit for the idea that they had. That they yes, were and my situation, like, I'm not at all... It's not... It's whatever it happens, but deal. I will say, like... I run into those things for sure in my daily life where it's like, why are you not trusting so me when I say Roz that? So do you think is flexing, like finally has the position to do this back to other people explicitly? Yeah, like I don't know if we've Frasier. seen, like I really am not sure because it's not like I go through the series and I'm like, oh, they like shoot down Roz's ideas. I think that she is respected. I, I Well, actually... Aside from all the jokes about her that are super inappropriate, but yeah. I think people respect her talent and I do think that she's able to do that, but I think maybe she has that rough exterior sometimes because she needs people to take her seriously. 100%. Cuz I'll say for me if I'm not like firm, if I'm at all like, "Oh, I don't know yeah, about this." Yeah, if you're this, trying to be the friendly boss. Yeah, then people are like, "No, we can walk on all over her." Yeah, we're good. And you do have to be a little tougher sometimes for people to get the message. So I think it's interesting because I think that the writers did use this opportunity 
to switch things around where like typically you would see like a woman going into the situation where it's all these men and like her ideas are getting shot down. And then when she's like calling it out, they're like, let's move on. Like you're being hysterical kind of. Yes. And so it's weird. And obviously you see it from Roz and you can tell she's being unfair and like, What's crazy is a lot of people learn this lesson by seeing it done opposite. Yes. Like, because when it happens the way it happens all the time, Mm -hmm. it doesn't go really noticed. Yeah. But when it happens to the the dominant person in Mm -hmm. society or whatever... Then you're like, then you're like, whoa, that was messed up. And I, I do think they like play it up to show all that, but it is, it's fun to me, like to see that role reversal. And it is because he's her boss and like, honestly, also, also because already, he's a man and like, she's, and the she's woman. already annoyed at him and she's day. already annoyed him. So that is just a fun little, I like that interesting yeah. role to me. Um, good, good framing reframe of that scene. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also do talk about music. Um, one of the characters, his name is BK. I don't know what name that even is, but Burger, he's the Burger King, Sarah <laughs> Burger Kings. <laughs> Burger King says his name's his parents named him Burger King. And their last name was King. They couldn't miss that opportunity. Um, <laughs> <sighs> have fun uh, with names. We'll have hear- fun with names. Only Why not name time, your child Burger? <laughs> burger. Um, if they're twins, Berg. you can name them Double Burger. <laughs> His sister Patty. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense with King, but hey, like Patty and Burger. Move on from this joke. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let us move on. Let us. All right. This Just is getting the tip too- of the iceberg. This is getting too cheesy. <laughs> Stop. Every time I, I'm taking you seriously and then I realize it's another joke. Okay, so this random character named BK. I just think that's too obvious of a name for a side character. It's not like John. They just gave him like a really like creative name. <laughs> you can't name... Like they must have known a BK and was like, I'll put you in the next yeah. episode. <laughs> maybe the side... Maybe that actor's name was BK and they're like, we'll, we'll use it. Yeah, BK's a... She's like, great idea, BK. What? <laughs> Great idea, Burger King. <laughs> Keep them coming, Burger King. Keep them flipping. <laughs> Sorry. So BK is like, what if we use the music from 2001, A Space Odyssey, which 1968 mm, is when it was yeah. made, for the beginning of the show. Da, da, um, da, da, da. Yeah, that piece that Ashley is singing for us right now da, um, da, is, da, is also, also Spock... I haven't sp- I haven't spoken German in a while. Also, Sprach Zarathustra. Wow, I thought you were having a stroke, but you were just speaking <laughs> a different German. language. That's what, oh my god, that's what happens. I think I'm having a stroke if like someone starts speaking Spanish, but like, I mean, I mean obviously normal things that happen, <laughs> but like sometimes like because I'm like thinking in English and then I hear Spanish and I start trying to make sense of it in English and then I realize that it's not English. So I'm like <laughs> short circuiting. kind of what happened to me. I was like, like when she, it sounds similar can't enough. she say an SH in word? Whatever she's trying yeah. like, Sprach. Also Sprach. There you go. Sprach Zarathustra. That's like a name, but it's like Is also, the name of the song? also spoke Zarathustra. That's okay. what it means. But it's in the name of the, um, the piece oh, okay. in 2001 A Space Odyssey. It was written by Richard Strauss. 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 Um, and Fraser uh, 
ends up rejecting this idea. He's like, it's it's real overdone. I think he even is like a, mm, no, I'm going <laughs> to classic. Like <laughs> I'm about to share my opinion. Actually, actually, actually. um, it's a little on the nose. <laughs> um, and he's saying it's overdone and he is correct that it is very, it's used in a lot of space mm-hmm. things, but we all eat that up, you know, like yeah, I'm it always lets us down. know it's, it sets a tone. Like and it's we're about to watch, we're about to watch a space documentary. Yeah. Like now I know what I'm getting into, mm-hmm. but he was like, you know, what about like something else that we could use? And essentially all three people, including the assistant aside from Roz start jumping in with all these ideas and they're getting like, more and more excited about these ideas like well what if we did this and for this portion we could use like russian music and like oh, they, they all get like hyped up yeah they get like hyped about their little brainstorming session and he's like he's leading he's it. like pointing at them like yes great idea like definitely leading it's more and they're turning towards fraser to tell him he has like a more like power stance and she's sitting there like not sure what's going on um and then She's like, Frazier, can we talk? And he's like, of course, you're the boss. Oh. Oh, oh. On sight. I would be so upset. I'd be like, mm, okay. I just, I really, again, have to reiterate, he is saying it in such a patronizing way because it is like, I'm not respecting you, but I'm telling you that I am. Yeah, so you can't complain because I'm clearly yeah. saying oh, I just that said you're the, the boss. boss. I know you're the boss. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> So, and then he's like, of course, you're the boss, but he, he's like, be back in five, everybody. <gasps> And that's oh. what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like you taking the dominant s- role now. He's yeah. trying to oversee, like, oversee her. And that's that's what bothers me when people like say things like they they are trying to claim that they're doing one thing, but they are absolutely doing that. And like to everybody else, they don't see it, but you, the person, it ha- it's happening to. Yeah, and you, you're like, well, you we complain just about it. You look crazy ideas. because it's not a crazy. It's a microaggression, right? Yeah, and, it's like, and also for the other people in the group, like they don't really care who's in charge, they so they're not going to feel project. that. It's not yeah. their thing. They're just like, oh, great, we came up with another idea. That's all they're there to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see it. Although every now and then, you know, people do. Mm-hmm. People do notice. That happened to me. Oh, that's good. Someone asked me a question. I gave them an answer and they were like, um, I'm going to have them do this instead. <laughs> and a team member turned to me and they're like, why did they even ask you? <laughs> so sometimes people are like, oh, that was weird. But like they it's they're not invested, you know, no, so know. that you're completely right. But I'm like, saying like things if she like freaked that, out, everyone would be like, what the hell? Yeah, because they're not. If, but if There's they were in that situation, the, the whole, like subtext of just they know each other and so they know what the other one's doing yeah and And clearly this is something she was already worried about and she has this perception that he's going to run things and also rather than her straight up saying like hey i feel like you take over and i really need you to like respect that this is my project and just help me out with it she just was like oh well you've been my boss for so long i thought it might be awkward yeah, she should have been more explicit. Like, she could have said, like, what she needed and what she wanted from him. It's all about communication, people. Yeah, It's, like, the number one issue with all relationships that it comes down to. Yeah, like, I think you just literally needs. need to be direct. Like, yeah. just straight up say it. You can be direct without being a dick. Yeah, put that on a shirt. Put it on I'm a shirt. I'm rolling out shirts. I'm just going to go home and make, like, five new shirts. a little screen printing press Please for your do. birthday. Um, so, everyone leaves, and... It's just Roz and Frazier. And before Roz can even speak, so 
recap, Frazier said, of course you're the boss. Be back in five, everybody. Everyone leaves. And he's like, let me give you advice. <gasps> Again, I will be so pissed she off. She has to talk to you, sir. Yeah. Uh, again, your... I don't think Fraser knows. I mean, that's the whole show of Fraser, but it's like he doesn't know when to keep his bazoo shut. His bazoo, <laughs> his big bazoo, and the words of Fra- or Martin. Martin. Yeah, but he he doesn't know when to not give unsolicited opinions and advice. Yeah, he can't help it. It's like a compulsion. So he's like, when I'm in a leadership position, I find the best way to rally my staff is. And she cuts him off and she's like, what staff? I'm your staff. I've been listening to you for eight years and I'd like you to listen to me for a change. Dang, there's that direct message. At least there's some directness, but should have started, should have set the expectation Mm -hmm. at the beginning. If you're worried about something, just say like, hey, I'm worried about this. Can you not do this? No one's a mind reader. You may think that they think the same way as you, but they don't. Because (laughs) in your mind, it's something you're already worried about and then it happens it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy and now you're upset that it happened Mm -hmm. but -hmm. you could have prevented it but preach girl to be again they're both in the wrong in my opinion but fraser's like your tone basically says like your tone is like alienating me and like you don't want to like lose your narrator Mm -hmm. which again i'm like what do you think you are like you think you're that amazing you don't think there's you don't think there's other people that exist in the world with a decent voice that she can easily And hire. also, like, he's not listening to what she's saying. He's literally like, you might alienate me and lose your narrator. What about, like, she just said, I want you to listen to me. Yeah, he's threatening her. Yeah. Instead of, like, r- receiving the message. And it's so, like, ego. Understanding and being like, you're right. I'll check myself. I'll yeah, tuck it in. or even asking more. Like, even if you didn't, like, understand, you could be like, Oh, How like, am I doing that? Like, like, what did I do? Exactly. What would you like to see? Mm-hmm. And understand. But instead, he his first jump is like this whole ego boosting, like, like here's what I don't would talk do. to me like that, which is also an insane thing to say to your friend, in my opinion. And that, like, you're threatening her too. Yeah, like you're threatening to leave her project. It's like, you don't want her to succeed. Like, that's how much you care about this. And that one little problem where she, like, sets a boundary, all of a sudden you're just like, well, fine, I'm just not going to do it. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, and I don't think she said anything extraordinary. Obviously, if people talk to you a certain way, well, you the, have a right to stand up. The way she I don't said it was think fine. she said anything crazy. But, um, and Roz asks, like, is that a threat? Um, and essentially they get to this point in the conversation where she's like, well, maybe the show would be better off without you. Um, and he ends up being like, the I show do- can bite me. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm like, I do like when she gets like that. Yeah. Like, okay. You want to go like that? All right. I'll call your bluff. Yeah. Like you, if you really want to threaten to leave, like go ahead and leave. I'm not going to f- be like, Oh, Frazier. Like, mm, I'm please. so sorry. Mm. I don't don't listen to me. That's Just what make men your own like project. that want. Yeah. They want to be like begged and they don't expect women to actually like follow you need through. to be able to like be secure enough in yourself mm-hmm. to just support your friend and like hear them and see that that's what the big picture is. Yeah. At the and end not of the day, like, the goal is this and not. And also like people put up boundaries because they care for you. And, and they, they don't want, want to maintain that relationship. relationship. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not cutting you out or anything. They're saying, like, this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get their needs met. And if you can't listen Y'all to that, that's just showing them that they, they you're not... You don't having, respect them. Yeah, you're not having a healthy relationship with them. 
Which comes more boundaries. Yeah. And it's either at that point, it's either, oh, I can have no boundaries then and you can do whatever you want. Or like, we just can't have a relationship with each other. And that's sad. So respect people's boundaries. Yeah. Or ask more. And understand that it's out of like mutual respect. Yeah. I just think respond to things with curiosity. Yeah. You don't have to immediately be like, oh, I get that or I'm okay with that. Just but like, so try to get, just so try defensive. to see where they're coming from. Talk through it. Like, mm-hmm. he is, uh, he is a little threatener and he is dramatic and what? wants to get his way. <laughs> He's so dramatic. Um, so it cuts to back to the radio show. So now it must be also weird. This whole episode is like literally switching between a scenario where Frazier's in charge and she's in charge. Like they're still working together on the radio yeah, show every day. So, so like, there's one where she does have to listen to him and one where he should be listening to her. Interesting. Go on. How's so this play out? he's like saying this whole quote where he's like a good leader admits when they're wrong. He or she. Says, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot that he did. He's so petty. Um, and it's, like, not related to the call at all. They're I like, know, what does like, that have to do? He does that so much, though. He yeah, uses he's, the show to, like, communicate with her, like, all yeah, he metaphorically does. and low-key. And she has to sit there through the glass and just, like, not smash it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's like, there's none so blind as he or she will not see. Oh, or who will not see. Yeah. Like, I don't... Just so theatrical. Yeah, like, can also just... Just, just be direct. I swear to God. This I can't. whole episode's theme is... <laughs> they. I wish they talked to each other, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and so later, Roz is like, I don't owe you an apology. You were taking over my show, which is also very firm. And again, I do think Roz overcompensates a little because she feels like she has to of being very stern, very like... Yeah. No. Aggressive a little bit. Like, if it were me, I'm a chronic apologizer. I would still be like, uh... Look, I'm sorry I have if a I came point, off rude. But I'm sorry I was rude. Like, you know. But here's why I did this. Yeah, and like, I, this point still stands. Like, I need you to listen to I'm me. I'm not but. wrong. So I'm, I'm not so, <laughs> yeah, I'm not someone who like really sides with the whole like, nope. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're not. Um, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I could tell someone I don't owe you an apology. <laughs> so that's not me for sure. Mm, I'm trying to think if I've ever not apologized. But I the can't best, imagine telling yeah, someone like I, I don't. You don't deserve an apology yeah, for that. The only thing I could think of is like saying like I'm sorry that my actions made you feel that way. You know. Yeah, but like always be sorry about like the impact something had. Like, but but I would. I don't think I'd ever be like, no, I'm not sorry. Yeah. So I am like a little. Okay. Not that she has to. But, she doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, but she's like. Already replaced you. All right. And she keeps like just pressing the button to talk to him, and then like just is like, I already, pre- I already replaced you. Click. <laughs> so she doesn't stay on. Like, no, she just like does that and continues working. Like she's not yeah, a care she's in the world. Got other things going on. Very like inserting her dominance there, asserting <laughs> insert insert here. <laughs> it's like a CD ROM drive. What's a CD ROM? I don't know. USB. <laughs> I don't think you need to do anything anymore. A floppy anymore. disk. <laughs> Just upload it to the cloud. <laughs> upload dominance here. Just throw the USB into the clouds. Yeah. That's what that means. That's all it means. So, Frazier's like, who is it? She's like, John Glenn. <laughs> 
just a low key astronaut, not a big deal. And that was, I will say, that must take a lot. Like she's so mad at him, and she's just like, juggling. Mm, yep, not like gonna go off or anything. Like holy shit, because if they weren't fighting, and he wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. didn't just lose a narrating job, wasn't even the narrator to begin with. And she got John Glenn to be the narrator. They would both be like celebrating. That's so yeah, exciting. Like, that's like your amazing. friend getting John Glenn to do the narration hosting for her docuseries. Also the fact that Roz just like fully decided to make a docuseries. On space. I'm like, you can do that? Like that's something you can just. She had to pitch it. She Yeah, but like you pitch it, research, get like the voices, like. That's so insane. Cool. That's such a huge undertaking. And that's such a big career moment for her where she can prove like her skills. Exactly. So it is like really sad that there this this kind of overshadowed yes. by everything. Um but yeah, she says it's John Glenn and he's like, So I take it there was no one available with any previous radio experience. That's <laughs> all like, he has. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. He just has been in space. Like, he's just a national, international legend. Yeah, like, he's like a hero. <laughs> like, yeah, he has no media training at all, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. They just threw him out there to the, to the wolves. The wolves. So, back at the apartment, Niles wants to practice kite flying outdoors at a park, not just running up and down the hall. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're just doing that? Yeah. Poor neighbors. As an adult. <laughs> and he's like, can I hang it out the balcony? And Martin's like, Niles, what kind of dope are you smoking? <laughs> the updraft would pull you off your feet. Um, <laughs> the updraft. So, that's a whole thing going on. Um, and then Fraser comes in in a horrible mood. He starts complaining about Roz. He's like, every time I offer her an olive branch, she snaps it in two, sets it on fire, and writes no with the ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just goes on this whole rant. Like, sometimes I'm forceful about my opinions, but that's only because I'm passionate and right and passionate about being right. <laughs> I just, can actually at least get behind he, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, I get it. But at least he's admitting it. That's true. Um, and he tells them, like, she got John Glenn to replace me. Which is kind of like, how dare she get John Glenn? Because I, I would also be like, how am I supposed to come back from that? Yeah. Um. So. Sorry. I mean, the first thing I think of is with him telling his dad that she got John Glenn is I just wish Mar- Martin would be like, I remember my first time on a moon crane. Oh my God. <laughs> Calling it back. That would be so they good. Should've, he, she should have just asked Martin. <laughs> yeah, he he's an experience. astronaut. Um, so yeah, they're all excited. Like, wow, that's perfect. The first time someone's been like, amazing, Roz. Yeah, like actual real reaction you should have yeah. for your friend. And Frazier's like, yes, he's been to space, but does he have the voice, the savvy, the radio charisma? <laughs> it's like just being like throwing a tantrum. Um, and Niles is like, aside from the issues you're having, like this is a big deal for Roz. You have to admit that. Good, Niles coming in with the reality yeah, check. Niles, Niles will come in every now and then, you know, and be like, oh. Actually side with Roz. Um, and Fraser's like, John Glenn is just a space age band-aid. Oh my God. Tell and that to his, his face. Yeah, imagine you I meet John Glenn you. and you're like, you're just a space age band-aid. You replaced me and he's like, who are you? <laughs> Literally. Okay. Um, so Niles is then left alone and he looks at the kite. Um, and then he looks at the balcony after he's been told not to. Oh no! He opens the door and we hear like obvious high winds, like 
I'm like, I would not even go out there, let alone bring a kite. Right. Um, and he, so he lets go and it like blows upwards. And then he struggle, a struggle ensues. Like the Some kite. physical Niles comedy happens. Yeah, the like kite blows up and then down and it almost pulls him off the balcony. Down? Oh, yeah. That's so scary. The updraft, the updraft would sweep you off your feet. That's what he said. Dads are always right. Um, he tugs it and knocks down a, a satellite dish. It flies out of his hands. And then it shows Martin on the phone in his room. And he's like blaming the TV company for all these issues. Like He's already TV- on the phone like immediately. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah. TV's not working. I don't know how you even dial that fast. He was just like, you know, all I know is like one of you came in here and like now it's all messed up. And then the kite hits his window and he just like pretends that the phone's breaking up because he realizes it was Niles. <laughs> Trying <laughs> to save like, face. Oh, you're uh, cutting out. <laughs> classic. Love it. Um, and then also the title card for the scene was Seattle, We Have a Problem. It's a reference to the famous radio transmission from Apollo 13, which is Houston, We Have a Problem, after one of its oxygen tanks exploded on the way to the moon. Scary. Um, but the exact transmission that was said was actually okay Houston we've had a problem here Houston we've had a problem so it's not really we have a problem we've had one we've we've had the the problem has been had (laughs) the oxygen tank has exploded it's not currently exploding exploding. that doesn't sound as cool no the amount of transmissions that they're just like no we're deciding they said this instead (laughs) so it's how it gets remembered and it's probably a big deal when it happens so maybe it just like it just spread. Spread that, like, that, that's like the drama behind that phrase. Yeah. It was like the feeling that people. Yeah. And we like, have a problem sounds like they're currently at risk more than like we've had a problem. Yeah. And it also sounds like way more foreboding. Yeah. Like, Houston, we have a problem. That could be so What's many things. What's the problem? Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> There's like a UFO spaceship right there. Um, so back at the radio station, Fraser goes in and just casually talks to John Glenn. Cash. He's like, I was the previous narrator. I knew it. <laughs> and you're like, you're just a guy. You're just somebody. Um, he tells him his suggestions, including this very personal like anecdote that he wants to add in. That's very clearly like Martin, Niles, and Fraser when they're younger, like going looking at like oh, like a father and his two sons. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, and he's like, bring it up to Roz, but don't tell her it's my suggestion. You're bringing John Glenn into the middle of this yeah, drama. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you, Fraser? Not to an American hero. Yeah, and we even don't John have Glenn. a lot of those. Let us <laughs> be nice to that one. John Glenn was like, I don't like to go behind someone's back. <laughs> sweet old man <laughs> literally um they make him out in this episode too to just be like so innocent <laughs> um but Frazier's like you're not going behind their back like anyone's back and like convinces him it's okay and just is like just tell her the idea um and then before he leaves he's like what are you drinking there tang oh god um and John and Glenn's like two minutes and twenty seconds a new record like the longest this anyone's gone without bringing saying up anything so for anyone who doesn't know, it's a citrus-flavored drink mix. Sales of Tang were poor until NASA you, you chose to use it in experiment, ah, experiments on eating in orbit. Was it saying that sentence an experiment? It was. <laughs> you got and through I feel it. like I'm in orbit. I'm all over the place. 
Yeah, um, for a bit. But it actually started with John Glenn's Mercury flight in February 1962. So they were like experimenting eating in space in with that. Tank, yeah. And so now that's why everyone says that. Because yeah. I was like, I, I, I honestly knew, didn't know. I knew astronauts drank Tang. That's all I knew. Yeah. those That was a more detailed explanation. Yeah, there you go. A defining moment. A little defining moment about Tang. There we go. I love it. It sounds like an alcoholic drink to me. So I was like, are they calling him an alcoholic? <laughs> you totally didn't understand. Yeah, I was like, damn. What That's are you funny. drinking there? Whiskey? Like, <laughs> damn, bitch. Like, I want to try some tang. <laughs> um, so back in the booth, Roz is getting set up with John Glenn and Fraser's watching. And she kind of doesn't want him in there, but he insists that he'll be fine. So she's like, okay, whatever. You can watch. Um, and John Glenn shares a story. Like, I heard this story of a Seattle man, like, going with his kids and oh, she's my like, God. wow, that's like so beautiful, amazing, whatever. And Fraser's like, that was my idea. He can't help it. <laughs> he he should literally just let it be. The moment, like she's having this like, wow, awesome. And then he's like, nope. <laughs> that was me, 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 me. So really you love my ideas. So you can't deny me. <laughs> yes. He had to immediately make his point. Um, and John Glenn is like so upset. He's like, you used me. <laughs> sweet old man and like Roz goes off and she's like why'd you do it Senator Glenn <laughs> I also don't know where the why'd you do it came why'd from in Frasier because they say it all the time I once looked on Reddit and nobody knew why they like made that a recurring thing oh because Martin says it why'd you do it son <laughs> so I guess like maybe it just went so well the first time that it just became an inside joke like I also just show. think it's funny. There has to be some pop culture quote well, of like, why you, why'd you do that? That's what I thought. And I looked it up once and there isn't. Well, it's funny. Frasier's it sounds up- like it would be one. So that's why I thought. Cause I say that sometimes. Yeah. Why'd you I don't do know. it, Chris? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's just partner. like a thing that we say as humans that they just like made. It's just funny to show. say it like all dramatic. But yeah, John Glenn got in on that. Nice. <laughs> um, he's like, I was misled and. I feel awful and you know it's not like me to be underhanded like he's giving this whole explanation like professional yeah he's like so sweet defending his character and so she she's like I'm so sorry Senator Glenn um and like she's kind of back in the booth with Frazier and he starts talking like no I'm sorry it's it's my nature to be honest I was uncomfortable when they told us to say things I didn't want to say and deny other I things love this part this is like one of the best this is like guest part. moments I think and I have to say most of the episode is like it's all right yeah but John we'll, Glenn we'll get to bigger Ross episodes but we want to do these two the they have like their relevance and there was a reason we wanted to do them yeah but again can't win them all yeah it's, it's not okay. a favorite for me but i do love this john moment. glenn's delivery of everything too like the way he speaks is perfect um mm-hmm. and then this whole like Speech wild and i have to say this is very timely because we just had your birthday party this weekend and it was alien themed yeah i had an alien themed birthday and someone really actually dressed as the monolith from 2001 Space yeah Odyssey. it was so <laughs> on point I really, really recommend had to dress like aliens. Theme. It was really fun. Um, and so he keeps going, and he's like, "People ask, were you alone out there?" And we never gave the real answer. We've seen things out there, strange things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, John Glenn actually got on this TV show and, and was started, and like everyone's been wanting to know, like, yeah. And so there's been saw. speculation of, like, obviously you can deny it everything from that like yes. you just said something random and they kept it vague enough but they do 
a lot of people do like have theories that this was like a way of saying like no there is shit out there like they squeezed it in yeah under the guise of it being just a funny thing to say in a show yeah but it's really john glenn admitting (laughs) that they saw i heard they saw some shit i feel like you'd have to they did I'm sorry. Look it up, the everybody. World, the universe is not empty. You cannot tell me that we're just the random planet with, with stuff on it. And obviously we have beautiful things that make life, but like there could be other organisms that live in different ways. Yes, I agree. Or a new definition we're of We're not the only organism. thing in this universe. There's also multiple dimensions. If you yeah. want to get into those theories, there's also maybe things living in our oceans, perhaps. Yeah, a lot of the universe, the ocean is still unexplored. The space is more explored than the oceans. Do you know that? We How know more. Possible? We know more about space. Oh, like than we our know oceans. more. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like infinite space? Yeah, but I mean, like, are but we, we okay? Know. Let me like, we have a better this. understanding of like what's going yes. on. Yes, and also we have a mapping. Like, we have a mapping system. I also can, like, feel like you learn everything. about astronomy and stuff in school more too. Like, we it's have more, like a like, segment on ocean, right? But it's like. Yeah, but, like, what's going on down there? Yeah, it's, like, about, like, the tide pools. And and also, like, because it's all watery and, like... It's all watery. Well, it's watery, and I don't think we have, like, a great way of, like, exploring down there. No, clearly. Topical reference. Hashtag OceanGate. (laughs) So, um, yeah, he's going on this weird rant, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're kind of like, you want to hear more? And then it cuts to, like, Roz and Fraser talking in the booth, and, like, they are not listening. So they have no idea that he's going on this, like, tangent tangent. or story telling how he saw aliens or whatever. Yeah, and then we don't hear it. And so Fraser and Roz are just yelling at each other. And she's like, this is my project. I asked you to try not to take control, which she did not ask him to do that. Nope. She assumed that he knew not to. Yeah, she said, like, as long as it's not awkward or it's not a problem. Yeah. That's all you said. You didn't say don't take control. So... But I know that that's not what she wanted. So mm-hmm. she was like, I asked you to try not to take control. And he did just that. And he's like, you didn't even give me a fair shake, which is also fair. Because mm-hmm. she was very hard on him. And so it just automatically, both of their actions, like, immediately created all this tension right away. Yeah. And she admits, like, she was trying to protect herself because he can be so bossy. Which is like, okay, but, like, you're overcompensating. Mm-hmm. Um, it switches back to John Glenn. He's like, they were afraid of War of the Worlds type stuff. Now we only see these things in our, well, in our nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe in the movies. And some of them are pretty close to being the truth. Oh my God. And so I think that part is like why people think that it was like an admission. Because you have no idea what movie like is close to the truth. But he also said nightmares. <laughs> Well, in our nightmares. <laughs> All like happy old so, man. So yeah, some people use it as proof that NASA had covered up the astronauts' experiences in space. They did. I can show you documents. <laughs> Please do. Okay, I will. Um, so we go back to Fraser. The Roz. reason I had an alien birthday is because I'm obsessed with the UFO phenomenon, yeah. guys. I know a lot about it. Anyways, that's a side <laughs> interest of mine. <laughs> New podcast. <laughs> um, I just think as a viewer, you're like, as a human invested now in whatever John Glenn is saying like, about space. I don't care about Ross. And then it just goes back to Ross and Fraser. We're like, you already, we already know. We already know Go, you miscommunicated. I need to know what he's saying. What did he say? <laughs> um, Fraser's like, maybe I was too assertive. And she was like, 
or he was like, Roz, but like, you can at least admit like you were being a bit defensive. And so, yeah, she was like, I'm just trying to prove I could do this on my own. So I was shutting you out. Yeah. Fair enough. True. We finally it's reach our, our understanding. inner child's being wounded. And then John I'm Glenn. Wounded. I am wounded. <laughs> um, John Glenn comes in. He's like, look what I just said. Can we keep that between us? And she's like, oh yeah, like we have plenty of tape. And he's like, oh, you were recording that. I'm going to need that tape. <laughs> Um, and then they just like joke like oh that was weird probably had too much tank (laughs) (laughs) that's why you thought it was alcohol yes but then he starts um, in like his narration and it's like this cool like since the dawn of time like (laughs) it's really cool so that's that's the episode that's a good one and I love that it's A there's a lot of themes that overlap with my Raw's episode yes and B that it also overlapped with my birthday theme it did. I just, I do think like Roz and Frazier are not direct with each other at all. Like, and I don't know, that's always an issue. Obviously in, in most sitcoms, they have that like, oh, there's a slight miscommunication. Misdirect. But I feel like Roz and Frazier have a lot of like making assumptions about each other and not clearly saying like, hey, I need you to like not do and this. And most of their relationship though is razzing each other. Raz, Raz. What's Raz? Raz is like poking fun, making jokes. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, t- making like things ridiculous, like fun or silly or yeah. just like poking fun. You yeah, know? like Sorry. I don't feel like they're always serious, like so, setting a boundary. Yeah, like they don't have, which like as or a therapist, yeah. boundary should be like class one. Oh, well, yeah, but one. we do know from other episodes that he has like a fear of abandonment he, and like yes. holds people at a distance. And she's insecure about her career and her success mm-hmm. and like being successful. And yeah. so it's both of those things at play for sure. Yeah, like I definitely feel like they. Like, the way that she presented it in the beginning of, like, I just don't want it to be a problem. And, like, oh, you know, you're just my boss. Like, she didn't say, like, you have a tendency to be this way. Or, like, sometimes you she do this. She didn't make it, like, as serious as an issue as she knows it's Yeah, be. and she acted like it's some, like, out of their control. Like, oh, it just could be, like, a interesting. Not, like, yeah. we each play into this. Yeah, it's going to be, like, well, we're switching dynamics we'll see how it goes instead of being like i really need you to do this for me and support me this way yeah and like i know that this is going to be different for us so like i'm acknowledging that but it's also like, let's wor- work together it's worrying me it worries me a little yeah bit. it worries me it's not taking responsibility for like the, these are my feelings it's literally just like again everybody just just be direct direct Say what you need to say mm-hmm. and everyone will be happier. You'll you're giving your people the opportunity will be, yeah, to meet your expectations mm-hmm. because that's literally the core of almost every problem from global to national mm-hmm. to state to county what? to city <laughs> to municipality. Yep. District <laughs> to home to, to work family to everything. All right. Sorry, that was like a long-winded way to say everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, our first time, our first series on Raws. We're there's tons of episodes that focus on Raws, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we'll do another series on. I there. just I do like docudrama because I feel like it's out of the element, like this whole space theme. 
and we do learn a little bit about space or there are like actual teachable thoughts, moments teachable moments john you Glenn learned what there. tang was i learned what tang was that was life i just taught you raz i learned raz i learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, but i do think like it's not talked a lot about this episode but i i do really believe that this is like a huge career thing for raz that she just casually does and like she is working towards these goals all the time. I think she's very focused and driven and she is really smart. She is able to lead. Like, I think that she shows a lot and the fact that she actually admits that she overcompensates mm-hmm. is new. Like, I don't think she ever really, so it's is like, for Oh yeah. Like I'm worried like the audience to like recognize mm-hmm. like another layer of her. Yeah. Like I know that I can be a little stern or like, hard on the outside but it's but because i want to be a good leader and like i'm worried about it mm-hmm. so yeah and it plays into other episodes too for as sure we move forward yeah. i know this is a later season but i mean we kind of see those now things. we can go back now we can go back and see moments where she's like that as well yeah so next episode after this is not gonna be draws no but I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. Um, and then one day in the future, we'll revisit Roz for another series. Woo! Woo! So, Our girl Roz. thanks for listening to us be crazy talking about turtles and kites and space and aliens. And Still thinking about that turtle. Still thinking about that turtle. Send us your turtle ideas for the show pitch. If you have do. a turtle, please show <gasps> us. Send he us, could be a Tag candidate. us in your pictures of your turtles. <laughs> yes. Or if you see a turtle, let me know. Let us know, please. At the Crane Refrain, please give us a follow. Please interact with us. We love to uh, chat with y'all. I lo- yeah, I love seeing the DMs. Yes. And then also... We're planning on being a little more interactive with our stories and doing like little quizzes and games and like whatevs with y'all. And if you haven't yet, please follow, subscribe on whatever streaming platform you're doing. Please rate and review us because it helps us a lot as we start this new podcast venture. I know we're 10 episodes in and that's exciting, but we're still Still new. new. We're still new. We're still learning. We're still figuring stuff out. But if you like us so far, we would love if you could rate and review us. Um, it does a lot. And it goes a long way. It does go a long way. And everybody loves a little affirmation. <laughs> validation. Please be direct. Please directly communicate us. us. What what you like and don't like. What could be? Only what you like and five <laughs> stars only. <laughs> Please give us five stars. <laughs> I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Well. Well, don't drink too much Tang, guys. Don't drink too much Tang. And also tag me in any UFO stories you've experienced. (laughs) Hyper interested in that. Anyways, here's wishing you a good day. And good mental health. Bye. Adios. The Crane Reef.
Frame, a Frasier fan podcast, is brought to you by Another Mr. Productions and is hosted by Ash Baker and Sarah Hale. Executive producers, Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Produced and recorded by Chris Sakura at Voyager Studios. Edited by Ash Baker, Sarah Hale, and Chris Sakura. Intro theme is Midnight Walker by Wendy Marchoni. Outro theme is Hanzo by Martin Landstrom. 